I was going to this English English class, and like the girls were like, "What Spice Girl are you?" And you didn't, which means know. like they had been around for a while, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, we were at this point. It was like two years, and I was Girls. like, "What?" Like, and I went along with it, like kind of like, "Yeah, cool." Like, sure. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they assigned me one. And then... Who did you get? I can't remember that day, but then I spoke to my mom. I was like, Mom, there's something called the Spice Girls. And, and she, of course, knew because she's cool. Oh, she helped me a lot. Like, she was like... Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I was like, there's this thing. I don't know what it is. But I need to get really good at it. And then she told me that I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was ginger spice. I knew it. I was ginger Which spice. Which has too. nothing to do with me. Like, I, I have knew no, it was going to be ginger, though. I just <laughs> knew it. guys, welcome to another episode of Al Anonymous. If you're enjoying Al Anonymous, the podcast, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. If you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free pod, it would mean a whole lot if you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if that's too much for you, perhaps you can tell all your friends how much you love the pod. Thanks, guys, and enjoy this episode. Hello, podcast listeners, and hello to Amalia, Ullman sitting across from me in her studio. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast, Al Anonymous. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for having me in your live workspace. I love it in here. We're uptown, not to give too much information away. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get those. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, um, yeah, close to Central Park. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's it's very nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, how are you liking uptown compared to Crown Heights? Um, I really miss Prospect Park. Because oh, I really? To, yeah, because I used to go there almost every day. You don't like Central Park? I do not. <laughs> I really? mean, compared to Prospect, um, I did have like a very personal relationship with Prospect Park. Right, okay. And for me, it was uh, the top of like what a park should be. You wow. know, like I was, I loved it so much. So Central Park was a bit of a downgrade for me. Wow, <laughs> that is not an opinion I've heard before. You um, should give Central Park a chance. It's very nice. I know. Like I've, I've been going there, but like it will never be the same. I feel like Prospect Park is more of a forest, and it that's what I like about it. I think. Yeah. Well, there's the the Bramble or the Ramble. Have you been over like up at the top of the park before? Okay, but park? this is the thing. I have a disability, so for me, oh, true. The going to Prospect was very easy. Mm-hmm. It was a straight line on my bike, and then you just go in, uh-huh. and you can be on your bike, and you're in the forest. You know, so yes. for me, it was like perfect yeah. because of that. And I know that Central Park does have these areas that are like but more, but it's a little difficult. But I can't to get, get to. there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so far, what I can access. Kind of sucks, <laughs> you, but you know. Well, in the spring, you just moved here in the spring, like yeah. at like 
102nd Street mm-hmm. on the east side. The gardens are so beautiful. It doesn't even mm-hmm. look real. So I hope you get to see those and maybe it'll change your... I mean, you still won't feel the same way you do about <laughs> Prospect Park, but it's nice. I like just found out about the upper, upper east part, eastern part of Central Park. Yeah, well, I mean, I like straight lines uh, in that sense. So yeah, straight lines like, rock in that sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love straight lines. Um, <laughs> yeah, and what I do now is that because in this street, I live across the street from uh, the school right here. Mm-hmm. They close the road every single day from oh, that's nice. until 4 p.m. So I've been rollerblading up and down the streets. Oh, my God, cool. <laughs> and um, That's so cute. Yeah, and it makes me really happy, yeah. Oh my gosh, cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, so with your with your disability, how mm-hmm. is that like do you want to talk about that? I can like, talk about it, yeah. Um it's been so long. It's been like it what, seven years or something? Damn. Um it has been a long time. Yeah, I mean I just can't do anything that is Im- impact based. So mm-hmm. I, I can't do any sport that has jumping Jump involved in. or like running. I can't run. Um, Running's overrated anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I like the bike so much because, um, I mean, of course, I go slow. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm like a cyclist right. <laughs> or anything. Right. Like you that. have brakes on your bike. <laughs> yeah, I go very <laughs> slow and stuff, but like the wheels allow me to go faster uh, or like give me that sense of speed that mm-hmm. I used to, I mean, cause I used to run not right. professionally. I've never done any sports professionally, yeah, <laughs> but I used crazy. to run out of, to escape from my anxiety, I guess. Um, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. um, but yeah, like I like that and rollerblading similar is like no impact. So it's like, I know again, I go very slow and I just go up and that's down so cool. this block and that, that's it. You don't go to the skate park with your husband? No, not yet. (laughs) Um, I'm terrified of falling. I've never fallen since I had the accident. Good for Um, you. Yeah, congratulations to me. But I think that's because I'm I'm so scared that... Usually I go at a speed that doesn't matter if I fall down. Mm-hmm. But if I That's fall down, smart. it would be like, bloop, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because I'm so scared of breaking anything else or like again or anything. So, yeah, no, for sure. So I I'm like, give yeah. you a lot of credit for yeah, getting back so on the horse, you know? Very cautious. But did you know that I went skiing with your husband? No. Oh my god! I could never do skiing. It was That's the like worst. So neat. It was the worst Please. day of my life. This was like a month ago. Mm. I was crying on the top of the hill because I couldn't get down. I fell down and I couldn't get up, and I was like calling. I was calling Ilya like. I can't believe you left me here. Like I need help. I can't. I can't get off of this bunny slope. It was. It was hell on earth because I hate doing things that I'm not instantly good at. And I, as soon as I put the ski boots on, I knew it was going to suck for me. And lo and behold, it sucked more than I could even imagine. Mm-hmm. And then like when I finally walked myself down the bunny slope, I like threw the skis down. I was like, F this. <laughs> so I like get my skis at the bottom of the hill. I wait for the shuttle bus to take us to the lodge. And when I put the, my skis down all of the skis ended up falling down like in the movies and Mm. it was just like 
perfect. I do have a very embarrassing, like, I mean, I never liked skiing or snowboard, like anything, mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, yeah, same. I don't know what I was thinking with this. Because um, I, uh, it's like, it, it's a rich person sport, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm like traumatized by uh, one time that uh, there was a school trip to the snow uh-huh. and I was the only kid without proper equipment mm-hmm. and uh, clothing. Yeah. And so all my classmates were wearing like snow clothing oh, that, that maybe like their family had given them like, like anything. Uh-huh. And I was the only one in jeans and I had to go in the snow with jeans and I, it was one of the no, worst sounds, days of my life. So, yeah, no, that's how I felt when I went skiing. Like, one of the worst things. I've been, like, through a lot of crazy, bad, traumatic stuff. But skiing is is up there. Mm. Like, one of the worst things of my life. So, yeah, I don't... I mean, I feel like the next time, if I ever try to, like, do a little thing or something, mm-hmm. I would really splurge and, like, get myself a really good outfit yeah. or, like, something to, like, yeah. make up for that horrible day or, like, my Lord parents almighty. totally neglected the fact that I needed no, some more clothes than no just, one like, needs, a regular thing. No one needs to ski. It really is a rich person's sport, mm-hmm. and it's annoying. Mm-hmm. I guess unless you're Russian, and yeah, crazy, yes. But <laughs> so, so I know it's been seven years since um, mm-hmm. your accident, mm-hmm. which led to your disability. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, this is yes, an um, Al Anonymous mm-hmm. sobriety, mental health, mm-hmm. all this stuff podcast. I guess I want to talk about how that has affected you mentally since then and maybe talk about like how like pre-accident, post-accident now and, you know, life with this crazy life-changing thing in your life. Yeah, I mean, one thing that would be like very obvious, but it didn't affect me as much. Um, I mean, when you like invited me originally and I was thinking about, you know, addiction and stuff. I personally never been addicted to anything, but that's just like how I am. I just never gotten addicted to smoking cigarettes or to drinking or Mm -hmm. anything. Um, Very fast. My, my body, I'm very sensitive. I'm very fast. I'm like, my body rejects, like doesn't want any, like it's just like very nice, but just as that's just me. Like I, you know, but definitely it was very painful for me because of that. Because <laughs> I've always been clean and I don't function very... Like, I'm not used to drugs or anything. I feel uh-huh. like that was the biggest change was right after the accident was to have to take prescribed oxycodone. Right, right. That was a slow release. Um, and obviously it was not to get high. So, like, I never felt mm-hmm. that was high, you right. know, because it was to, uh, it was to deal the with the pain. Um, but then a um, few months in, <laughs> I realized that... I was high. Uh, yeah. I just didn't know it, uh-huh. and it was it was very hard because I just had moved to Los Angeles, so it was a new town, and I was sort of like being introduced to people uh-huh. in that state. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't remember anything. Oh my god! And um, but yeah, like I think like the one time that I realized how fucked up I was without knowing it was uh, trying to get my driver's license. Because oh, wow. I failed so many times, and then, and then not, I passed. I'm not laughing. 
about that. You know, and then I was fine. I, I mm-hmm. passed and I got it. I mean, really bad. I feel like three times the same day and then I passed or something. I don't know. So uh-huh. <laughs> I barely got my license. They didn't like make you wait to like retest? No. Well, I think you can <laughs> test. The, in LA, they really want you to drive. So yeah. So um, it's just like try, 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 the try same again. Day. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Good to know. I would go in, a, in and out <laughs> the... The, you know the offices and like go back again and then I finally passed but like this much you know right. and, perfect um, good to know <laughs> so you know and then and I think then I stopped taking oxycodone like mm-hmm. completely um was that difficult or no I never I, I I never had a difficulty of like me wanting me to take I think I w- it was just like a lot going on in general I was not in a good like a space right like right. it was, cause it was like a lot through a lot on, of know? stuff and yeah just moved to new and, place. and i think i didn't never had the time to process it right like right. i just absolutely i it was like out of the hospital and i had like one month back home and then i was back like because i yeah i didn't have is that was that of your own doing or no. is it just circumstances yeah circumstances survival uh-huh. like money like I, right. I couldn't I didn't I couldn't afford to stop to like take a longer break or anything you know yeah so, no absolutely I so totally I th- get it so yeah. I feel like after like a while like you caught up with me mm-hmm. <laughs> and um but yeah remember the one day I think I took oxycodone once again after I was clean for like many like mm-hmm. months and stuff mm-hmm. And I realized how slow I was. Right. And then I was like, oh, my God, fuck. Yeah. And I did all those solo shows on this. And I did, like, all this. I was like, I was high. And you I realized. didn't know it. Oh and I was, I was so embarrassed because I really didn't know. Yeah. You know? It was like this realization for the pain. that came afterwards. And I was like, oh, God. Wow, you know, wild. I wonder the things I said or like what right. The, the blacking out <laughs> part is the scary part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a few like recently, like a lot of times, people would come to me and like, "We met in LA." Uh huh. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have no recollection yeah, story of my of life, any of this, and um, yeah, and that was weird. And and then I think it was one of the reasons that I was happy to leave LA. I, w- I wanted to leave Los Angeles so bad, but I think it was because yeah. it was like a bad start. It's a dark place also. In, yeah, I mean, it's a dark place in general, but it was such a bad, like, start that uh-huh. you, I don't know, it was just like awkward, you know, like, I feel like. Right, no, totally. Um, it really this, is like getting off on the wrong foot. Like, yeah. Like, and I was, not no, like, t- foot thing in, in yes, 10 days. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, definitely on the wrong, <laughs> on the wrong foot feet (laughs) (laughs) yes um so yeah I mean that was it was weird yeah like I mean it was like I remember um yeah it was really sad and I feel like the one of those funny sad moments Uh that was you know that is like so ridiculous that is so pathetic that you're like my goodness what's going on Uh is that I (laughs) one day that I was trying to like be good and like you know like go for a walk and I was trying to buy a chair somewhere in Chinatown and Mm -hmm. I drove myself there blah 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 Uh you know and I gave myself a concussion because I walked into a tree. Oh my god! Because <laughs> like the the sun, that's you know, so sun classic. And <laughs> I was bleeding. I broke my sunglasses. I was like, what? 
what the hell? And uh-huh. I had to ask for help because I couldn't and drive. And you were like, like fully sober, clean, like nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. No, it was just out of sadness. It mm-hmm. was just out of like, just not, I was not doing good. Yeah. Yeah. No, isn't <laughs> it wild how like when you're that depressed, like things like, like everything goes you wrong. Up. Yeah. You know? like, it like fucks you up in a way that you like physically and like mentally that like things like accidents like that do happen you know yeah and I feel like the person that I was with at the time was like really mean to me so it like didn't help so like everything was like bad and yeah like it was everything was embarrassing and yeah it was but yeah that was like a very funny Aww. moment of like you need to get you know out. trying to have a good day you right. know and then you're like totally. oh I gave myself a black eye and, and I need help going back home. Oh my um, God. Oh my God. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I think that was probably like the, my lowest point ever. You know, like one of those moments where you're like, oh my God, what is this? And you weren't <laughs> even like on drugs then? Yeah, no, totally. But you were, I mean, but you were in a bad place mentally. Yeah, Which, I feel like it caught up with me everything that had been going on like um because I mean I'm very resilient and I think I just like kept instead of stopping or anything just kept going and going and going mm-hmm. and I mean it was I think I was overwhelmed right right yeah, I think it just caught up with me then um but yeah I mean when I was thinking about um addiction I was like what am I going to talk about because I've never been addicted to anything but then I realized that my dad was, um, he had like cocaine addiction that kind of ruined oh, my, really? my, <laughs> my and my mom's life and stuff. Yeah. It was weird. Cause I feel like I didn't know at the time. Right. Um, right. So that's like why I don't really process it uh-huh. because I never saw him doing it or like he never admitted to it or uh-huh. anything like that. Yeah. Um, but it's still real and it was there. Oh my God. Yeah. He was really there, but it took me years to like realize what was actually going on. Cause my parents, uh, separated, um, when I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. the worst possible time. I just (laughs) talked about this with my friend and having your parents get divorced when you're a teen sounds like gross and weird. It's the worst thing ever because you're dealing with so much stuff already yeah. as a teenager, you yeah. know? And it's uh, like rude of parents to do that. Yeah. And this was, um, so yeah. So what happened is like, you know, my dad was already not living, um, at home, mm-hmm. you know, and he was supposed to bring us some money, uh, now and then, mm-hmm. but because he was kind of like a petty criminal and only functioning cash, yeah. but also a bit of a psychopath, mm-hmm. he couldn't just transfer the money or anything. Right, right. He had to bring it in person. Yes. So I had to thank him for, you know, like he had to do the right. whole thing. And you didn't know what was going on then with the... No. And, okay. um, but like, it was it was pretty bad because we you never knew when he it was going to turn ugly. Right. Um, so... I remember Olga, for example, would hide as soon as she heard like the motorcycle sound oh, or the Olga, car sound. Olga is Amalia's cat. Yeah, she's my cat for many years. <laughs> and then my mom, she would leave the house and go for a walk or, or hide somewhere. While your dad was bringing the envelope. Yes. And I was the one dealing with it because I was his daughter, so right. I couldn't divorce him. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he was nice and sometimes he wasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very manipulative and abusive and stuff. But, like, what happened that then it made sense later on about, you know, his cocaine thing was that some days he would be exultant 
I'm so happy. Right. And I give you the money. I'm like, oh my God, of course. Like, yeah, like, uh-huh. here's the money. Like, totally cool. Like, yeah. everything's going amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And like, and then another day, you, I would just find in my own business, being like, you know, like, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing my homework. I don't know, like doing math or I don't know, whatever. Uh-huh. And it would be like, do you think you're better than me? Like it would just instantly like oh. trigger something. And so like everything right. was like really like the ups and downs That's were really lot. crazy, you know? That so, is a big far down to like put on your kid like that. Yeah. So like I, that was like, it was always complicated and stuff. So like it's, it was a gradual process that, you know, whatever. And it was only like years later, um, some years later, that a friend of mine, um, who is a very self-righteous doctor, <laughs> you mm. know, so that was not Aren't an easy conversation. They all, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we met out for like you know a coffee or something, and she was like, "I have something to tell you," because there was this girl that used to work at my father's store, and um, you know we had this friend in common, and she was like. I need to tell you that she told me that there's like huge amounts of coke going on every day. Wow. In and he like offers to people and like he obviously takes wow. and I and that for me was weird because I I never even think thought about it or anything. You know? Right. Like and I someone else like, like your friend knew that and you Yeah. Um I feel like my mom and I were like the last ones to know That's because we're so gullible that like right. we just I mean, we didn't even know We're trusting, about it. you know? Like, yeah, like... Just, you don't want to think that of someone, you know? Like well, it's funny father. because he's also the kind of personality where, like, he's better than everyone else. So he always made fun of alcoholics and, like, you know, because he was, like, better. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. a very smart guy that, like, mm-hmm. you know, would never be addicted to anything. Yep, I know. So I feel it's like tight. that's also... You, yeah, like, we never even thought about it. I mean, he was definitely had a lot of friends that were, like, drug dealers or things, you know, yeah. like, because that was the scene. But, like, he was not the one getting high, you know? That was not... Right. Uh, for many years, that was not his thing. Um, Until it was. And then he got really, yeah, like, he got yeah. really bad. And, like, he was good. And he, yeah, and then he got in, like, really bad businesses and, like, lost all his money. And I'm sure that, like, a lot of it had to do with... Absolutely. With that, you know? Yeah. And yeah, denial is a really yeah. good way to like yeah. mess things up and get yeah. carried away with your addiction. And I think the only time that like I kind of made like um, admitted to myself that it was true because even when when my friend told me it was like a rumor, you know, it was like you know, mm-hmm. um, and this is really gross. It's like uh, from my group of friends and like boyfriends or everything like no one ever was like a, into coke or anything right but one time i was seeing this person that was was this the one who was mean to you when you got yeah <laughs> i was gonna bring this person up again and and he <laughs> smelled a certain way that my dad used to smell like oh, wow and the, I, that was kind of wow. like when he clicked and i was like uh-huh he was a cokehead i was I, totally gonna ask if this person mm-hmm and that was, it was so, that was like when it clicked, like I had so many examples, you know, but right. like that was when like, I was like, the smell, this is real. Like that, I remember exactly that particular smell. Oh, that's wild. And, and then I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like he was 
and who knows for how long. Like I don't know. And then yeah. I was like, and so all thinking, those times that you yeah, know that were like, so crazy, like good, bad, good, bad. Like it um, was like you learning about like from your friend, like mm-hmm. at the store, all over again. Yeah, that's wild. So yeah, that's pretty much it. But like he never mentioned or admitted or anything. Your I mean, dad or this boyfriend at the time? No, no, my dad. Like I mean, I, I stopped talking to him, but like um, never. Never. Like, he was never, like, brought up of, like, oh, my God, I fucked up. I'm, like, addicted to... Like, no, it's not. Right. He still doesn't think he's addicted or fucked up. Or- I mean, I haven't spoken to him for, like, so long. Um, but, I mean, that's not his personality to admit fault yeah. or anything. No, of course, of course. <laughs> you know? It's hard for um, men in general to So, who knows what, um, what his excuse would be or, like, what the... I mean, I'm sure, like, he would say something like, I needed to do it because you needed so much money or something right, like right, that. Right. Like, And I needed There's to, like, work so hard, excuses. which is some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, I feel like that's kind of, I would be like, oh, like, you know, yeah. it was you that wanted to, like, be an artist or something. Right. Or, like, that would be your fault. Or, like, something. Uh-huh. No, I get it. That's um, typical addict's behavior. I'm really... Sorry to hear that, but you are resilient, I will say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, that's, I was like pretty much what came to my mind when like, you know, I, I started the, thinking about the addiction. Uh-huh. Like, that was my experience. I, I guess. feel like everyone has kind of some sort of relationship with addiction because it's so prevalent and, uh, and mm-hmm. genetic and just surrounds us, surrounds us, even if uh, we don't even realize it's until like after the fact you realize all these things that were happening because of someone's you know secret problem you know mm-hmm. but anyway moving on from your dad to your mother <laughs> you have a movie that just premiered at Sundance mm-hmm. and your mother and you starred it right mm-hmm. yeah how, would you like to talk about that, like, mother-daughter bonding experience, how that was, how you guys are, how she is, how she has coped with <laughs> divorce and all of the things that you've Really badly. With? Awesome. <laughs> Good. She got really badly. Oh, my God. That was really <laughs> bad. Um, but, yeah, like, she... Um, yeah, I feel like the whole addiction thing kind of took both of us by surprise because my mom is, like, the total opposite. She was, like, straight age in the right. 90s. And, like, I think up until, like, now, she had never, like, drunk alcohol. Like, now she drinks some wine or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, she's, like, never... And she's a bit of a fascist in that sense. Like, she was really into, like, fitness and being healthy and, like, like anti-drugs, like, straight right, edge, right. like... Biking and rollerblading. Yeah, but like if she like she like was into like she was like I, I like punk but only like straight edge, right? Because I don't like drugs. Fuck drugs, you know. Like your she mom was like, a like, punk. My my parents are like Gen Xers. My parents wow. are punks. Yeah, I grew up in a tattoo parlor. Wow, that yeah. is cool. I'm uh, so glad to know that. Yeah, listeners, that is a cool little Amalia tidbit. Yeah, that's why I'm very suspicious of vice type people and hipster and stuff because I deal with that my entire life. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. That yeah. really, that's a trip. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of my growing up had to do with, um, 
you know the scene who, yes scene the that scene actually, that what's makes a lot cool of what's not cool like you wow. know who's a real punk who's not a real punk that's like, so wild uh rollerbladings for faggots kind wow. of thing wow you know um, so like you rebelling against your parents was to be like straight laced and not a punk I mean, conservative. I am a you're punk conceptually. Punk. Yeah, I mean, I, I just totally punk. Yeah, like I just don't believe I've moved past appearances of like I'm a punk because my hair is blue or something. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I mean, I feel like that's my yeah. I was my rebellion was to really analyze the consumption of images behind like what it means to be. You know, like. All these things, you know, that mm-hmm. were for me so superficial in a way, yeah, and not creative, sure. and things like that. So I feel like that was my subversion. That's um, very punk and cool of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I feel like that's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool. Um, so I didn't know so, that. Yeah. That's so interesting. So yeah, my mom in the movie, like, yeah, she plays a character that's very different from herself because she plays like a lady. A lady? Yeah, like she wears a fur coat. Oh, not and a punk, like, yes. You know, she's like, and like, she always tells people, I, that was a character. I'm like, Aww. really cool. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, actually really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if everyone sees the movie, my mom is actually cool. She's, she's not, not that lady. That lady um, in She's the a movie. bit dumb, you know, I think it took her a little bit to admit that certain things are very close to her own character as because a housewife you, and mom <laughs> because you wrote you wrote the story yeah. with it's based on a real life mom and daughter duo right yeah very loosely I mean it's very very only like in a very superficial way because mm-hmm. um, then I would develop the story through our own experiences and friends and stuff like it, right. it's like not fully based like it's so, like very like mildly like based on this two course. yeah uh, mother daughter duo dad in my city where I grew up where like they just went around saying they were rich and like uh-huh. ate for free at restaurants it's like very a very cool. silly story but I always thought it was funny because they don't even look that rich it's just like one of those things that's like who are they mm-hmm. these women I and, love a grifting story and also yeah where I grew up it's like very I mean differently from Latin America where's where I'm from mm-hmm. it's like very small people trust each other very much there's like no much crime going on right you know it's like very big story mild you know and Uh like that's why these women were able to get away with it because people are so trusting like because they don't have to deal with like getting Uh mugged or like you know getting scammed constantly wow so like they they were able to get away with it yeah and i think they were like up to like six thousand euros in like restaurants and like so cool um (laughs) but so yeah. Did you have to pull from your real life then for when you were writing the script? Um, yeah, because um, a part of the story is like they're like about to get evicted. Mm-hmm. So it's like the two months or, you know, something like that before they get evicted. And it's them trying to figure out a way out or like trying uh-huh. to survive or like trying to figure out how, you know, what's going to happen. Uh-huh. So I feel like that experience, it is something that I from our own life because we did lose our home because of my dad's yeah but i mean i wouldn't say it's autobiographical because it's not like the Mm -hmm. whole movie is like purely fictional but i feel like we did take parts mostly for the acting or like to make this sequence of events realistic Mm -hmm. of what's actually happening through like 
people's life when like something like that happens, you know? But that's like what acting is, I hear. It's like taking from part of your life mm-hmm. and then like just running with that tiny little thing to like a- right. you access that and you become the character through that event or something. I mean, that's a big part of mental acting. A lot of people are against method acting and rather do like a more superficial... Wait, what's the difference between the... Oh, sorry, go on. Well, no, what you were saying, that's method acting, uh, which is like to take, you know, you... Your pre- own. Pretty much you... I wouldn't... I think you're not allowed to say it to illustrate, but basically <laughs> to illustrate the emotion that is required from you in the script, like you go to like a similar place or, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. or to a place that brings you to similar... You know, looking the environment thing, or, yeah. you know like because um, sometimes it's not the same thing sometimes like it's the weirdest memory makes you cry so like that's never you know totally right. like correlated uh-huh. um, but that's kind of like yeah like using a real thing so it looks more realistic because then it shows yeah, yeah. Um, real emotion yeah and then there's you know another way of acting would be like people that emulate the physical aspects of it just without really having create to it, go. just like dress up yeah without having acting. to go to the dark place of, right you know i feel like there's two waves of acting it's like people that huh. think it's very necessary to go into the dark place and other people who can just like be creative enough to yeah they're to, like oh i need to cry I'll go and they're really good it at it but yeah. like you know they don't have to suffer so much or something huh so which one are you Oh, definitely method because it's. I think it's easier. I think it requires much more skill was, to like not do that. Yeah, I was thinking um, how difficult that must be. Like that is a yeah. talent to be able to not go to a dark place to be able to right. act. Yeah, I feel like that's um, much more skill. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like most most people do not do that. Most people do like, I don't know. Like they train for months to like learn very well like the characters that they're playing right like, right they have the same jobs or whatever like to like mm-hmm. and then see other people that are very good at just t- just turning it on <laughs> yeah um, but i mean i'm not I, I don't have aspirations to be a professional actor or anything so like i kind of use what it's available to me in my you know set of skills which aren't much well, you have your skills but, are more advanced than most people i will say because <laughs> your work you know, acting kind of transpires into your performance art pieces. Would you like to talk about like drawing from real life in your in your like artwork performance pieces? Yeah, I mean, I don't do it that much to be honest. Um, I'm thinking of one in particular, the yeah. perfections and yeah. excellences, yeah. which also kind of has a little uh, addiction tidbit yeah, subplot yeah. in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Can I can we yeah. talk about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Like for example, in that one, like there's, I mean, barely anything that I mean. The thing is, I feel like everything is taken from your life. I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. weird to, I mean, <laughs> yeah, any writer or anything like a like a writer like even if that you can s- just pull like yeah. basically like the superficial acting. It's very rare to be able to just you know yeah. come up with these. But crazy even things. if you're like a. A pure, you know, I'm not saying like auto fiction or anything, but just any sort of story that you're written, like it's because of something mm-hmm. that maybe doesn't even happen to you, but like someone around you, like you grab mm-hmm. information from the yeah. world around you. Like it's not, I don't know, like it's never like fully detached. Yeah. It's hard to access a pure, on like new um, idea. I don't know. I feel like that's 
And I feel like that's good. That makes it like more like I, I mean, not to use the word real, but like even like I don't know, credible in the sense yeah, and like, closer to yeah, you know, relatable, I guess, and just closer to like yeah. I mean, I a lot of excellences was more based on research. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Wait. So um, go on. This is interesting. Like yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time looking at other like girls online, like what was happening on Instagram at the time, like how girls communicated, like what the mood boards were, like how they wrote their captions and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the only thing that m- m- is a little bit drawn from my own life, but like it was like very different. Uh, I was like, yes, I had done some sex work, but it never looked as luxurious as you know like right. but I knew other girls I wear like right. so it was like sort of oh. from my life but not really like it's more like the environment around me mm-hmm. so it was not autobiographical or anything but it was but you turned it all the way up so it became like this yeah I mean but some things were like you know like I knew I was familiar enough with mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff in a way you know like I was familiar enough with all these things I mean in El Planeta, the main character is a fashion person, and I'm familiar enough with fashion people, you know, like that doesn't mean it's autobiographical. It's, right, that you can you know. like take from this place and just. Right, you know, um, it would be different it. if it was like a scientist, because I would really have to, you know, <laughs> research because I have. I have no idea. I will have really have to spend time right. with. That's funny. Um, I feel like it would be easier for me to access scientists than fashionista. Uh, well, I mean, I went to school in St. Martin's, which was like surrounded by, fa- by fashion uh-huh. people, you know? Yeah. So, and a lot of my friends were actually from fashion and not from art. So I remember like the work ethic, like how, <laughs> you know, like I, I was with them. So like yeah. I can't like. That actually makes so much sense for, so, your, you know, for like, your personality and work. Yeah, because everyone was very lazy in my class, in my art <laughs> class. And then fashion people were, like, working until, like, 2 a.m. Yep. and freaking out and stuff. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of the things were, like, yeah, taking from people around me and combining the stories and stuff. But also, yeah, to make sure that, like, I didn't say anything that was bullshit, that, I right. think that was important for me, especially when portraying there's a character of a Chinese person and it is based on a friend of mine. And it was important for me that that story, the background story of that character was something that has happened in real life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so people aren't like, oh, that's not how like that. Right. You know, yes. And yes. I'm like, actually, mm-hmm. I know people are like this or like oh, people that went through this thing or this other thing. And like, I mean, that helps me. Yeah, like making sure that is I'm not doing something culturally appropriate. Yeah, or like outrageous or, in like a weird way. I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I like naturalism in that sense. Um, I always, yeah. I mean, that's most of the cinema that I like and stuff. I never been into like science fiction or things like that. So in a way, I appreciate. That's really cool. I don't know. Like that's my thing. I I like naturalism much more. That's than, cool. Like, I love fiction so. and escaping from the real world a lot a lot um yeah I don't so know. do you when you are doing these performances do you feel ever that you're escaping like doing some kind of escapist mm-hmm. from the from like amalia yeah. you know yeah Amalia's um, life. <laughs> i mean i learned this very late in life and and a lot of it has to do with being autistic and a you are of, autistic? Yeah, and a lot of autistic girls dress up a lot in private. 
as a way to Wait, escape. Is that, is that an autistic quality? Yeah. Oh my God. I do that all the, dressing up is my favorite thing in the world by myself. Yeah. But you know, it's like, has a lot to do with masking and scripting and things like that. And uh-huh. like, apparently that's kind of what I was doing in all of my performances. And yeah, it's a yeah. way to, yeah, to like have a more planned yeah, like version of yourself like where like yeah. you can't fuck up or like something. So it's like very appealing to have a script and like be like, oh, I'm going to be this cool character and has this script. And it's very disciplined and you stay within the guidelines. Yeah, but also like, you know when, how it ends and you know, like there's no that anxiety of like, oh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Or right, like, right. So that... Yeah, like it's like a very appealing. That's nice, actually. Yeah, um, because it gives you the chance of being able to be someone else, and it educates you a lot about. I wouldn't say like empathy, but like really like being able to practice to talk to other people in a way that like that's you can't do in real life. That's because you can't, I mean, that would be considered like very crazy. Yeah, that's fascinating. <laughs> but like, I mean, um, as an outlet, it really is like, yeah, like a form of escapism. But I mean, I incorporate that into my practice. And obviously it's more than just that, you know, because I think it through and, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of that, I feel like the first impulse is, yeah, like, wouldn't it be cool to be? This other this person. person. Yeah. Um, that li- everyone, you know, fantasizes yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really cool, Amalia. Do yeah. you do you ever get them mixed up? Like, is it hard? Is it, How seamless is the transition when you're, like, in the midst of these pieces to transition from character to real you, authentic you? It's very easy because real me is, like, almost like a vegetable. Oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, real me. Are you performing right now? Um, I'm definitely masking. I mean, when I'm like, I would say like, what, like real me is like what, like being silent with my cats. Yeah, that or like really mentally yeah. communicating with Olga. <laughs> or, um, yeah, definitely silence and like being in like um, acquiring information. <laughs> That's, <laughs> acquiring, that's so yeah, cool. Acquiring information in silence is the real me. I mean, a lot of the times, like when I'm completely alone. It's like a superpower. It's, yeah. Um, or traveling alone. That's why I used to like travel alone a lot. That also When I was allowed to. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been getting better with age. I feel like that's something that it does get better with autism. You develop a lot of more coping mechanisms over time. Right, um, yeah. When were you diagnosed with? Very autism? late. But then everything like, make, made so much sense. Right, um, sometimes a diagnosis just puts everything like into place. Yeah, no, it was really crazy. <laughs> the first week was really very emotional, like also good because it was like, now we know what's wrong with me. Oh. <laughs> but, um, but it also was hard like the first week because I, like, I started having a lot of flashbacks of kindergarten and th- like a lot of things and like kind of like falling into place I'm like ah wow oh oh that uh-huh. that was why that yeah. time uh-huh. <laughs> I, these people go bad at me or that's and I was like mm-hmm. oh I see you know what's this yeah wow so yeah that was it was I mean it was great I mean personally because I feel like before I would um subject myself to things over and over again, 
thinking that, oh, this time is going to be okay. This time I'm going to go to this party and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> or like, yeah. You know? And and I would crash and I would feel very sad. I was like, oh, no, again, like, you know, this happened. Or, like, again, I got overwhelmed. Or, again, I, you know, and now I'm more like, oh, I'll never be like that. And I have lower standards in regards of, like, social communication. And I can focus better on my, like, strong um, that's, abilities. That's a really, really you great know. skill to work on. Yeah, tool. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's good to know, like, what you, it's like, I don't know, it's like being really bad at singing, but for some reason you keep on, like, trying to be a singer, uh-huh. you know, and then you finally realize, like, oh, I actually have no voice or yeah. whatever, or, like, you hear yourself, you're like, but what am I doing? focus on something that you're good at. Right, yeah, so I feel like that was really good for oh, me. that is such a nice analogy. But... Yeah, I mean, it's been funny. Like, yeah, I was very lucky in, I think, like, I never really got bullied as a kid, but, like, maybe I didn't notice. I like, can't something. see anyone bullying you. You're so pretty <laughs> and cool. I feel like as a, as a child, like, I was, was kind of, like, so abstracted from that I probably I didn't even notice. But Be- a lot of things Because were, of the autism or just yeah. because of creative artist no, mind just, no just like uh yeah like not <laughs> so just like being you know like not knowing world. what's going on yeah. um <laughs> a lot of my childhood was like not knowing what's going i didn't know what soccer was i remember what until very late and some kids were like what's your team and i was like <laughs> what and i think it was the same with the spice girls i was going to this english english class and like the girls were like, what Spice Girl are you? And you didn't Which means, know. like, they had been around for a while, you know? Right, <laughs> yeah. We were at this point. It was, like, two years. And I was Girl. like, what? Like, and I went along with it, like, kind of like, yeah, cool. I, like, sure. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they assigned me one, and then... Who did you get? I can't remember that day, but then I spoke to my mom. I was like, mom, there's something called the Spice Girls. And, and she, of course, knew because she's cool. Oh, she helped me a lot. It's like she was like, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I was like, there's this thing. I don't know what it is, but I need to get really good at it. And then she told me that I was, <laughs> I was ginger spice. I knew it. I was ginger which spice has too. nothing to do with me. Like I, I have knew no, it was I gonna be ginger though. I just knew it. <laughs> um, <laughs> she assigned me that. I was like, okay, sure, I'll be whatever. And I'll be really good at it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So then I learned all the songs and I dressed like a Spice Girl. And that was it. I love that story. Um, but I didn't know what, he, what it was. That's a really good Amalia actress <laughs> origin story. You didn't um, know, but you had to be good at it. And it was Ginger Spice. Yeah. That, yeah. It, that was, it was, I think that happened with many other things, like my first communion, I think. Like I, and I didn't know what it was. No one I, really knows what's going on with their like first communion. Like, let's go through the motion. But I had to be really good at it. I mean, I remember that. It's like always trying to be really good at whatever. Wearing thing. a white dress. I had never got, I never had religion in my life. So I don't know what goes into that do you have to like memorize prayers like yeah you have to go to a special school and that was one thing like my my mom didn't care about stuff so like she didn't sign me up but I saw that all the kids were going to that after school I remember that so I was like mom what is what is going on I need to be the best at first communion 
And uh-huh. she like, <laughs> and then she was like, "Okay, Amalia, I'll let yeah. you do this thing." I know. This, yeah, became very spiritual. Um, <laughs> cool. And yeah, no, it was funny for me recently to watch Pen Fifteen, uh, that TV show. Wait, what show? It's called Pen Fifteen. Oh, Pen Fifteen. Yeah. I've never seen because it. it reminded me a lot to me and my best friend in high school, and. I actually did have a great time in high school, which I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. And that was because I had a best friend. We were just two best weirdos. But I didn't know we were that an weird. Amazing resource. Um, and I think we got away with it because we both were good looking. Yes, and, definitely. And drunk alcohol and had boyfriends. Yeah. So that Those kinda are, like that's all you need for you know, to have a good but time then, in high school. Later on in our twenties we realized how weird we were <laughs> and sort of like how we save each other's lives because we were so unaware of how not normal we were. <laughs> but because we had each other, it was the most fun like Do you still year. have this person in your life? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Wonderful. I love yes. that. And she does have problems with addiction. Um, yeah. <laughs> she always did. But her parents were so aware of it that I remember, like, they wouldn't let her buy video games because mm-hmm. she had an addictive personality. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, they're so, like, strict or something. But mm-hmm. actually, they were good That parents. is good parenting. Like, good parenting. I would not want any video games in my household. Um, I just don't like the... the- chaotic noises yeah so one yeah one time at that age like you know like very like young 13 or something Mm -hmm. with her crazy addictive personality she remember i remember that she apparently she sat down watching tv and ate a whole bag of peanuts Mm -hmm. with uh honey Mm -hmm. and she couldn't stop yeah and they had to take her to to the hospital what yeah, because she was. Did so she have sick. like a peanut allergy too? Oh my god! No, she was just like ate like a a, a huge thing, a of huge peanuts. bag, honey, honey. Um, and I was like, okay, I think you probably might have a, a problem, problem. <laughs> like not being able to stop. And then, um, as soon as she started smoking, she became a smoker. Like a, you know, smokes mm-hmm. a lot. Um, she, I think she drinks quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't have the discipline yeah. to stop. You know, it's it's really hard. Yeah, no, really that's why hard. I know that it's like a real thing because I know that like in that sense we're so different. You know, but like I know that she couldn't, and it's like not only now. Like as a kid, like it would be anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like it would be like you can any, get it any anything anything you know? anything anything anything. Yeah, and um, wild. Yeah, wow. Amalia, we've been talking for like an hour. That's great. Isn't that nuts? It like has flown. Mm-hmm. So the end of your piece, the excellence is one, the Instagram mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. art, your character ends up in a rehab facility Mm-mm. and you actually had to go there like as you, right? Or how did you, how were you able to navigate that Oh, well, in terms of like your, like, yeah, no, I didn't go to rehab at all. I mean, I didn't go myself to rehab. The but you car- went as I mean, your the character. character was suggested that she went, and it was. Oh, you didn't actually go. It was just. No, I did. Well, it's. Let me finish because okay, it's like more. No, it's more complex. A little more complicated than. All right. Than let's, that. Let's hear it. Um, I mean, the whole character. A lot of it was based on Amanda Bynes and like how people were trashing her online. You know, because mm-hmm, when she was mm-hmm. like going cuckoo. And that was part of the work was like to make people be mean in a way, you yeah. know, to bring out that in people. Uh-huh. 
so the character supposedly was on drugs, blah, 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 and acting weird, and then goes to... And disappears for, like, I think it was, like, two weeks or something. Uh And I didn't post anything during that time. And Uh then she comes out as a yoga yogi, you know, whatever. Uh (laughs) But what I did, personally, um, to cleanse myself from the oxycodone... um, was I went to this not a it's not a rehab facility at all is um that was kind of like my my personal oh. <laughs> interest in the place but like I went to Ananda which is um a meditation retreat mm-hmm. so in, you really went like for like for yeah like I did, I did disappear for a while. accident yeah. oxycon and yeah then- I don't know I feel like I mean I needed like uh, I needed something um, because I don't really have a family, that was uh, the closest I could yeah. be to a family was a cult. So no, <laughs> no, totally. I, those things um, feel really good when yeah. you don't have, and it's, you're like so vulnerable, like really, yes. like and trying to get off of this thing that you're so attached to that provides only thing that yeah. provides comfort and like uh, consistency. Yeah, I, I mean, I needed I totally structure and like a new routine and stuff, and like healthiness it's not like I was so fucked up you know before yeah, but it was but more it's like a state of mind emotionally though. yeah yeah like um so I went there as um to get the accommodation cheaper I would also clean uh the cabins and stuff it was uh-huh. one of like program and um yeah like I meditated every day and it was it was pretty cool where I was because he was uh oops that's okay. We're in New York. <laughs> um, the original settlement that was more like forest-like, so my existence was like this little cabin in like a forest and uh-huh. stuff like that. So that was kind of like you like me playing make believe too. Yeah, know? but then there was like this other side <laughs> to the community that was called Expanding Light uh-huh. that f- was built in the eighties and did feel more cultish. Wow, cool. Um, and <laughs> it was I was. N- it was kind of cringe in that sense. I didn't <laughs> like it at all, that that side. So, like, I try to stay like the closest yeah. to just nature, you know. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't want to get too involved with the, all the new agey Yeah, the thing, community. You know? Weird. Um, but I was there for a month, and I there was some great, really great people. Of course, not the people in charge. The of people course. in charge oh are my gosh. never good. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Um, when I think of... Yeah. Uh, when I think back to my time spent in a hospital, it's like mm-hmm. it's like the patients against the doctors mm-hmm. always. I feel like that has to be part of the dynamic in some way, like yeah. having a boss, you know. Yeah. So, but, yeah, that was like my rehab, you know, was sort of like just going to the forest and like. Yeah. Um, Do you, yeah. And that helped. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Actually, the yeah, like the meditating there was so crazy because there were so many people meditating and the energy was really strong. So it was very, it was good. Yeah, it was That's, a great experience. I mean, I wish I could go again to like something like that. You yeah. know, I feel like now that I'm older, it's like I have less and less time. <laughs> like it feels like, right. when am I going to take totally. like a whole month to be like in a forest? You know? No, totally. Um, I love to that. Do that. But also maybe I don't feel like I need it that much anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. I have it just my, would be nice. My little moments of peace. But that was, like, it really helped. Yeah, totally. That's, it was nice. It was a nice environment. It was nice to have, you know, and it, it was nice food, nice your, people. With your, you know, mind yeah. and your 
Oxycontin thing. Yeah, because I came out of that completely, you know, like completely like, no, I mean, great, I didn't need, it, you know, I mean, I, I was not at a point where like I needed to go to a real rehab facility, you know, mm-hmm. I just needed to be like, but you change, were taking care of yourself, you know, and change the setting yeah, a little bit. That's honestly um, like what yeah. sobriety is all yeah. about. It's really just like a, a slight lifestyle change that yeah. it's so, it's like, the slight shift, but mm-hmm. everything in your life and your like mind state changes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, that sobriety is different for everyone. Yeah. I feel I like my environment was kind of toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, I guess, and as I stepped out and also it was at the same time during the performance. And I feel like that time was kind of intense because I had all this public scrutiny and like all these people hating on me. Mm-hmm. So, cause they didn't understand it was a performance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, for me, I was like, you know, it didn't affect me that much, but I was like, it's going to be much better if I'm like so detached from it, you know, mm-hmm. like not just even in the city, because I feel like in the city I had to hide a little bit mm-hmm. from like art people so they couldn't see me you know, in person. Because as right. soon as you see me in person, you're like, oh, it's, just, it's fake. You know, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was like, um, you know, because it was so stage and stuff. And I'm such a different person than like, just like me standing on my own would be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's in that oh. app. <laughs> um, like, so that's why also I felt like, oh, I need to be somewhere else where like no one cares, like no one knows what's happening. And, you know, I'm just with the squirrels and the birds. And that's really um, nice. That sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah, well, it was good. Thank you for sharing all of that, Amalia. I love mm-hmm. the tattoo parlor. <laughs> uh origin story a lot do you want to like plug el planeta i mean because yeah we're sounds... having a new year premiere soon so soon everyone yeah. should come to the lincoln center i will post the info in the bio of this episode mm-hmm. well amalia i think it's cat time now because i miss them and they're not even my cats <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for being on my pod. Mm-hmm. This has been a privilege and an honor. Do you have anything else that you want to just add? Stay away from drugs. <laughs> yeah. Kids. Yes, or kids. Do it with precaution. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Amalia. And thank you, listeners, for listening. Okay. Ta-ta. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the Al Anonymous Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. And if you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free podcast, perhaps you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes and all the other places that you get your podcast streaming. And finally, if you are technologically impaired, Maybe you can just tell all of your friends how much you love this podcast, Al Anonymous, and me, Al. Thank you, and I love you all.